Hello, this is Robert Rickover at Body Learning. And today my guest is Patrick Smith, who is a guitar player, guitarist, I guess we should call it, in the Washington, D.C. area. He's a longtime student of the Alexander Technique and has uh, blogged extensively about his learning experiences with the technique. He uh, has performed with the ODD camp, the Solaris Guitar Trio, Fingerpoint, and he's performed as a soloist. He's, uh, he's worked for dance, has been performed in New York, Richmond, Philadelphia, and the JFK Center in Washington, D.C. And we're going to talk today about um, Patrick's uh, use of negative directions, negative Alexander Technique directions. We, I've had a number of conversations with teachers on that topic. And we're going to talk today about how Patrick has experimented with using negative directions in ways that... Um, might seem a little surprising to Alexander Technique teachers and students. So, Patrick, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Robert. It's nice to be back again. It's good talking to you again. Um, well, I'm not going to make you define the Alexander <laughs> Technique. Um, thank you. Maybe it, uh, maybe it would be good if we both gave our takes on negative, very briefly, our takes on negative directions, if you'd like to go first on that. Okay. Well, I was introduced to the idea from your podcast and just played with it a couple days and then forgot about it and mm -hmm. then stumbled onto another podcast and that's when and it negative directions are basically saying i am not holding on to my neck or myself or not compressing those types of things mm -hmm. um instead of the traditional may my neck be free in such a way etc cetera, etc cetera. um is that defined enough yeah i think so um i think we should give a credit to words do here, the originator of negative directions, as far as I know, is Missy Vineyard, an Alexander teacher in um, Massachusetts, who runs a training course there. And in her book, uh, How to Stand, How You Stand, How You Sit, How You Move, mm -hmm. whatever introduction to Alexander, it's a tediously long t uh, title, but it is probably the best introductory book out there on the Alexander Technique. Anyway, she mentions it there, and that's where I got it. Right. And um, basically, as you say, it's instead of affirming something, which is kind of the classical Alexander approach, so I am letting my neck be free, for example, um, which, if you think about it, assumes that you know how to let it be free. Correct. And uh, that assumption, I believe, is uh, often faulty. So a negative direction is I'm not, the negative correlate would be, um, for example, I, I am not tensing my neck. Uh, you're putting it in a negative format, and uh, you're not assuming really anything that isn't true. You do know how to tense your neck, and you know what no means. So you you have all the tools you need to apply that. Mm -hmm. And maybe we won't go in on this in this podcast to the whole issue that sometimes people raise uh, about um, how ineffective it is to tell people not to think about pink elephants. 
be be as a reason for not liking negative directions but i believe there's some pretty good reasons why the very things that make it wrong there make it really helpful for for alexander directions so we have the kind of classic uh alexander directions that can be as it were negativized but uh you and i have also been doing this a bit and one of my students uh, has kind of turned me on to this uh, has been have been using negative directions in kind of non-traditional Alexander ways. Could you maybe describe a couple of examples that you've used and what your ex- experience with those is? Sure. Um, well, one of the first ones I, I stumbled onto was I am not holding on to my history. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of came out of the blue. I, I need to back up a little bit, I guess, because part of, you know, as a guitarist, it, it, I had performance anxiety, mm-hmm. severe, horrible for the longest time. And, and AT helped with that and lots of things, meditation, Qigong. Um, but still, there was, there's residual effects. And, and mm-hmm. part of what I found with that, just saying, I'm not that person anymore by not holding on to this history. There mm-hmm. was just mm-hmm. a, a, an element of freedom that came in by playing that night when I first hit on that one. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I went on farther to say I'm not a guitarist. Um, mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. you offered up uh, you know, to experiment with I am not playing the guitar right. while right. I was actually playing it. And, right. You know, and that, it, it's I don't know what it sounds like, but it's been very freeing for me. Yeah, I'm not a guitarist. That's a that's a real interesting variant on I'm not playing the guitar, which is I I guess we should probably pause here and say that in terms of negative directions, sort of classic Alexander versions of them, there are really two types. There's the I'm not tensing myself or I'm not compressing myself or I'm not tightening my neck or whatever. And the other type is I'm not doing whatever it is it appears that I'm doing. So if I go out for a walk in the evening, I'll often say to myself, I'm not walking. And mm-hmm. immediately I lose a little a little forward pressure from my chest that I t- habitually stick into walking. It's a little residue from long ago. And it sounds like, okay, so I'm not playing guitar would be a version of that. But you've taken it a kind of a meta level higher by just saying, hey, I'm not a guitarist. Right. <laughs> and, and you know, it, it's fascinating how something like that works. And you might wonder what that means. I mean, what does it mean to say I'm not a guitarist when I've spent years training uh, to be someone who plays the guitar? Mm-hmm. What what would your take on that be? I have some ideas, but I'd be curious what yours is. Well, you know, when I the night when I came up with that, it, it just it came out of nowhere, uh-huh. and it, it just had a certain kind of, you know, I guess any instrumentalist will have certain ways of reacting mm-hmm. to their instrument, and it, it stripped just a little bit of that away, mm-hmm. and it. It it was just a little moment where it was like I was open to, 
you know, because I mean, I dabble in other percussion, some other things, but I would never call myself anything there. Mm-hmm. But but it, it took the weight off, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it would. Yeah. Maybe it took some of the uh, anxiety of being a guitarist in a public situation. Right. Right. Because yeah. I, I guess I guess an example I can give you is, see, with the blog, I don't think of myself as a writer. So right. I can just I put it out there, and I I don't I'm not sensitive about it. Whereas with music, it, I've spent a lot of time on it, and so the outcome is very important to me. Um, and so by stepping back and saying I am not a guitarist, and and just holding that, it just opened up a space to to let go of some maybe a, some emotional baggage or mental baggage. I'm not sure mm-hmm. what it is. Physical baggage, too. You know, this we store things in our bodies. Um, it's interesting that all of those, the negative um, directions in terms of I'm not doing what I obviously appear to be doing or I am not the thing that I have trained to be, you you might think intellectually that could go either way. Like if I'm walking and I say I'm not walking, it could make my walking a lot worse <laughs> in theory. But I have found, and I'm guessing you have as well, that it never works that way. It, no. It's, it's no. always an improvement. And my take on it is that your body mind kind of gets the the bigger message which which is which would be too long to articulate to it effectively which is i am not doing whatever negative or useless or harmful aspects of walking that i habitually do mm-hmm. and uh which is which is way too long to say to yourself but i think your body just gets that your mind right. body just gets it and I think when you say I'm not a guitarist, it could be, you know, in theory that you would have no ability to play the guitar at that point. Mm. But in practice, what happens, as you say, is it strips away whatever bag, some baggage that comes with the idea of being, mm-hmm. some harmful baggage that comes right, with right. the idea of being, of being a guitar player. Now, yeah, that's interesting. Any any other examples where you've applied? And negative directions to sort of not non-traditional Alexander. Well, ideas. well, well. One that probably anybody should experiment with was I was frustrated in traffic one day, mm-hmm. and suddenly I thought I'm not tensing my neck or collapsing. I'm not sure which one it sure. was. Yeah. But I went back to one of Missy's original things about I am not lying down. Mm-hmm. While you're doing a lie down, because mm-hmm. I, I, I had played with that the evening or two before. Anyhow, the the fun one was, I am not driving. Oh, there you go. That's and, perfect. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not driving. That takes you right out of that anxiety aspect of it, or the irritation yeah. aspect. Whatever. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. It, it brought me back to myself in a way, but not a serious way. Right. Know? Right. So, um. One of the ones that I've played with a bit in a slightly different vein, and and again, the inspiration from this was, as I say, one of my students in, in Canada. Um, you, let's say you have a belief system, a sort of a metaphysical belief system that 
um, the universe is providing or God or whatever is, mm -hmm. is basically showering you with good stuff. And the only reason you're not expressing it is that y you're not, you're not open to it or you're not accepting it or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. That kind of model. And so a certain, some affirmations that people might use who are in that, who have that belief system would be um, I'm allowing God's good to express itself in my life or something along those lines. That's a pretty standard one. Sure. Um, I have, uh, I've experimented with the negative version of that, which is that I'm not restricting uh, that from coming into my, the, mm. the goodness of the universe from coming in. Because I know that the thing I am quite capable of doing is restricting it. I know how to restrict. Of course. And I, I do know what no means or not. And so I'm just saying I'm not affirming something that may not be as possible as it might be because of unconscious habits of mine. I'm I'm going right at the unconscious habits of restricting, which I, I may not know what they are, but right. I know I know how to do them, mm -hmm. and I know how to say no to them. Mm -hmm. And I found I found that to be extremely effective. And um, my student uh, has mentioned that she's explored that a lot in interpersonal relationships where. Um, um, I'm not, I, I can't remember the exact phraseology, but if there was someone she was having a difficulty with, instead of affirming that it's all going to be okay, she would convert that into an appropriate negative uh, self-direction. Hmm. So the I think I I really think that negative directions are, have kind of an almost unlimited application. Yeah, you may be right. I mean, the one I came upon last week, I was I was at work and I mm -hmm. was waiting for something, for someone, mm -hmm. and I was impatient and um, and I thought about my body and at and suddenly I came up with I am not holding myself down, right? And right. I was referring more to you know there was a heaviness about me, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But then I thought, okay, well, down up you know, forward, back, and I said, oh, I'm not holding myself back. And then I saw that those, well, they could just be in that sense of AT, of trying to be forward and up, that they were also a little deeper than that. that mm -hmm. You know, like you're talking about these things that we do to restrict the good things that come to our our lives or self-sabotage mm -hmm. in some way. Um yeah, I th I think that I I often use um, I'm not pulling myself down mm. because I know I know how to do that. Right, I know how to pull myself down pretty well, and I just say no to it. And um, so, and I guess in another one I I'm guessing that you've explored as well is I'm not breathing. Yes, I I did do which that, which is <laughs> incredibly powerful. Uh, recommend if people want to explore that they do it initially uh, lying down um, mm -hmm. because it's easier to sense the effects of that. You don't have right. a lot of other movement getting in the way. Right. But that's an amazingly powerful one. Um, yeah, I mean, immediately my breath went deeper. Yeah, 
Yeah, and, and instant. It's that, instant. It's instant. Yeah. yeah. In fact, I found the main problem with that uh, direction is the effects are so immediate and so obvious that it's a bit tricky to uh, stay on course with the direction because I, I get so interested in that sure. breathing. You yeah, know, it's the classic <laughs> Alexander trap. So I my suggestion is for that one to expo- experiment with it initially lying down so you you know you know how powerful it is but a great place to use it is say when you're walking or running or doing other things where you're not going to directly sense it so mm. that's not going to pull you away from the intention quite so easily right so is there any anything else you'd like to say or any other experience that you've had that would be be relevant for our conversation well, I do think it's important to remember that, I mean, there's, you know, we can get hung up in this negative versus positive thing, mm-hmm. um, language. But it, I've also found that it's very useful that after this, I am not a guitarist or whatever we might be using, to add back in something, you know, the positive directions mm-hmm. also, mm-hmm. you know, to after a while, I did say, okay, I am a guitarist. You know, mm-hmm. not, mm-hmm. you know, or with the, I am not collapsing myself to also bring back in, you know, uh, I am freeing my neck. I am long and wide. Um, you mm-hmm. know, that there's a blend there that I think seems to be useful to me anyhow. Yeah, I mean, there. I think the whole field of self-directing using negative or combinations of negative and positive directions at this point in time and we're talking in the summer 2012 is totally up for grabs i think there are a lot of things that people will discover over the next few months and years i think it's kind of an i think it's kind of an open-ended field Mm. and uh, i think it's incredibly exciting and I, i i really recommend to anyone who's listening to this this podcast to to just explore them and maybe listen to a couple of the earlier podcasts that'll be on the same page to just kind of were, were uh, I I with other people go into a little more detail about negative directions but I think they are just unbelievably open ended and I think almost anyone can use them I sure. really think they're fundamentally easier to use than classic Alexander directions. And what I found is that people figure out new ways to use them and new mm. new formulations all the time, as, sure. as you've been doing over right. the last right. few months. Mm-hmm. And just for your listeners, the your podcast where Amy Ward Brimmer, is that her yes, name? Yes, uh-huh. She interviewed you. It was that reverse. She interviewed thing. me, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, I and that, that one, you gave a lot of information in that one of how to work with these and play with these and right. emphasize the lightness of... Right. Well, because you don't want to be pushy about any Alexander directions, negative or positive. You want to be very, very light. But you also want to be specific, mm-hmm. and that's an interesting combination. It's a little, right. a little bit new for some people. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe this is a good place to to bring our conversation uh, to to uh, a close. Okay. Um, 
My guest today has been Patrick Smith, who is a long-time student of the Alexander Technique. We should give a little shout-out to your main teacher, David. Uh, I can't I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Uh, uh, well, currently I'm studying with David Jernigan. David Jernigan, who lives, I believe, in suburban Maryland. Is that right? Yes, Tacoma Just Park, Maryland. Tacoma Park. We'll put a link to David's site uh, by the interview. We'll put a link to your site and also to your blog, to uh, Patrick's blog, where he pretty regularly explores his Alexander journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, we'll also put a link to a website where you can find uh, an Alexander teacher uh, in your in your area. Mm-hmm. Patrick, thank you so much for being on the show today. Uh, you're welcome, Robert. Thank you for all you do to spread the word. Oh, thanks. Take care. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye.